This is the Relics of War. Um, can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Do you ever regret getting into bed with NCSoft? The yeah, thing that yeah. got me is you didn't just do it once, you did it twice. <laughs> we also owe a thanks to ArenaNet, I guess. I haven't had my rainbow yet, so I'm not thanking them. It's coming, <laughs> but they, they have to deliver them with a unicorn, so it takes some time. <laughs> This episode of Relics of War is brought to you by Doghouse Systems. Go to doghousesystems.com, and if you buy a rig, enter the coupon code RELICS for $25 worth in Jinx merchandise. Huge thanks to Christian S. Preston Esquire. Uriah agrees with me fully, huh? Yeah, yeah, so thanks, Christian. Christian pretty much took the, vo- the voices of this episode, cleaned them up nice, and made it... it- Aud- almost said edible for you, but audible, audible, and definitely capable of being digested by your ear holes. Welcome to Relics of War, episode number 18. This is a podcast about Guild Wars and Guild Wars 2. My name is Ryan. A lot of you might know me as Cole. With me here today are Tiger with the Secret Agent Cat blog at secretagentcat.com. Hey there, how you been? Uh, I, I am doing well, but it is projected that I will be doing terrible. More on that later. Uh, also with us, though, is Tasha with the uh, Guild Wars Guru Auctions and Split Infinity Radio at siradio.fm. Hello, folks. Yeah, so about that, going to be doing worse later. Basically, I'm getting a tonsillectomy. That's going to be good times. But that's in two weeks. So there might not be a show that week. Maybe there will be. Depends on how well I can talk. Anyway, enough of that. Nobody sympathizes. Well, getting to select me is all good. It's, it's good times. It's good times. You get to, you know, eat lots of ice cream and generally just enjoy the chocolate chips. The doctor's making it sound like I'm going to be so hopped up on, like, you know, I don't remember what exactly drugs she told me I was going to be on, but basically told my wife, you think I'm bad now. <laughs> I'm not gonna... Oh, man, I remember when I broke my leg. And they gave me codeine. It was great. I was all, I was loopy for a week. <laughs> well, hopefully it's not much worse than five-hour energy makes me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I do enough product placement on the show. You would think we were sponsored by a lot of things. You don't know how many times I've avoided bringing up Vibram five-finger shoes. I'm like an activist about those damn things. So it's like five-hour energy and Vibram also brings you this show. Anyway, this is stupid. People are like, let's talk about Guild Wars. You need to do one of those little segments like in the middle of Wayne's World where they just like start talking about random stuff and do all the product placements, you know. <laughs> yeah. The Nike cap and the Coke can and the, you know, Domino's pizza box and all the rest of it. I think that'd be pro. I'd be like, it's nice and cool here in this Chevy Aveo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Doubles as a sound booth. But, um, yeah, so uh, this week a lot of stuff has been happening. The biggest thing was actually yesterday, the day before this recording. On the 16th, which was called Pink Day in L.A., it was a uh, kind of a fundraiser, I guess, in-game for breast cancer. That was I showed up for Guild Mag, but there were a few different... It was What was it, Guild Wars Community... What was that site that kind of did the overall thing? The acronym? Um, I think it's Gaming World Entertainment Network. Oh, right, so it's not Guild Wars-centric. It acronyms, it acronyms to Gwen, but it is... I think it's a Guild Wars-orientated gaming network radio thing yeah they put on they put on fest- festivals and whatnot they did balthazar's big bash i was there for that 
Yeah, I was I was sending the um, answering the questions to that Judge Raw guy, mm-hmm. and after it was all over, um, I went to answer somebody. What was it that I said? I said something to the effect of like, um, I was okay. One thing I do in game is I like to randomly say things that sound really preposterous and then go, "Oops, mistell." Like, yeah, except for his underwear was wet after that. Oops, mistell, and people kind of do the crazy eyes, like, "What?" <laughs> So I tried that, but I accidentally did it in a whisper to him. So I was like, oh, crap, missed him. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, no problems, dude. (laughs) So in the off chance that Judge Raw ever listens to this. Sorry, bro. (laughs) Uh. I did actually get to turn up. Um, I didn't think I was going to. I thought I I did a a JR and got my time zones completely wrong. And, um, yeah, it's... um, I thought it was uh, 12 till 6 um, central, but I yeah, I, anyway, I got it completely wrong, and uh, I ended up turning up late, at which point most of the sponsored districts were completely full. I managed to get into a couple of them, but nothing was overly going on, so yeah, I was late to the party. Oh, I had to fight. Oh. Never mind. I had to fight to get into District 2 where Guild Mag was hanging out, but I didn't know these other sites, so I was like, well, I might as well show up for the people that, you know, invited me. Johnny Ten invited us, so. And there was a huge, there was a big presentation from the Relics of War Guild. I was really proud of us. Awesome. I remembered standing on top of this hill and I started dancing. And I said a couple things just to kind of be like, if anybody from Relics is in here, you know I'm here. Anyway, so next thing I know, my pink ritualist is standing there dancing with like three or four other people from the guild. Which I didn't notice till like two hours after because I left my dude standing there AFK dancing while I went and watched Fringe with my family. <laughs> well, that's the way to do it. Oh, yeah. I just figured, you know, I'm... I'm, I'm contributing to the pink mask blob in here and that raises awareness i was just gonna say i think it's pretty cool they um they added the pink dye merchant but did they really have to sh- choose that shade really it was really bright pink i didn't like the shade yeah it wasn't even bright pink it's kind of like a unicorn pooped and that was the pink it came out with <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I bought loads of them, and then I kind of put it on one of Tasha's armors just to see what it compared like with the pink that she usually has, and it's just like, oh my god, no! So I left her the. If you've was. got any extras, I'll buy them off you when I get back into the game for my dervish. Oh, they're not tradable. Because... Oh, you can't. You can't. They're not tradable. But if you have <sighs> armor, if you give it to me, I will die for you because you can do that. I bought about three hundred of them anyway, even though I didn't like the color because I do that. I feel so left out. This sucks. <laughs> Come on, I want my computer already. Yeah, I was actually, I was also really behind this because I have a family member that I love very much with, she's actually pretty much, she's driven into remission, so it's good. But yeah, I'm definitely all for this and basically any kind of cancer awareness programs out there, so. I agree. I had an aunt die a couple of years ago from bowel cancer, so it's a really good cause to donate to, for sure. What else was I going to say? Um, oh, oh, I want to thank Remedy Man for that intro. It was a little bit shorter this week for the uh, QQers out there. What? Just... <laughs> um, I noticed a lot of heightened activity this last week or week and a half thanks to the Hall of Monuments calculator. Holy crap. There's at least 20 people on in our guild like during prime time. Well, American prime time every day. That's been pretty awesome. Yeah, I've noticed the same. I'm hoping it's it been stays great. up like that. So that we don't get a surge and then it dies off again? Yeah, that would be nice. What would help with that is if, you know, I, think... I kept playing too? Because, you know. <laughs> um, there's just generally been a lot more players full stop 
back in the game. Um, I mean, I've I've seen it in in Mist that we've had a lot more people on this week in general. But I've also seen like people I haven't seen for you know a couple of years coming back into the game, and it's really good to see. Um, let's just hope it's it's actually showing that there is life after Guild Wars, and Guild Wars Two has got a lot more interest than maybe even we thought it would. I've heard from a lot of other bloggers just that blog about general game playing that maybe bought Guild Wars and decided they didn't like it or just couldn't stick with it. And now they've come back and they're actually sticking with it because of Guild Wars 2 and the Hall of Monuments. They've got a renewed it or even a primary interest. Yeah, and for those that are coming back to work there, Hall of Monuments calculator in the Speculator's Corner. I'm sorry, SQL Scuttlebutt. Yeah, we got some tips for you. But, um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, right, in our guild I noticed, like, as a lot of people will log in that I haven't seen in a while, and the first thing that they say is, oh my god, the guild grew. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my wife and I, we were doing Battle for Lion's Arch the other day, and there's this guy who's been really helpful lately. He goes by the name Knights. Um, we jumped, we were doing Battle for Lion's Arch, and I was on my Elementalist because he's the guy with the most stuff done. And I wanted my Oppressor weapon because I like how they look like they were assembled from a banana seat. But enough about that. I put on the Searing Flames build, and I tried the Savannah Heat build, and I just didn't feel like I was helping enough, you know? So he shows up on his warrior, and I decided I was going to go Ether Infuse, you know, the healer Elementalist. Mm-hmm. I single healed the whole thing. Yeah. That was pretty awesome that I could single heal Battle for Lion's Arch and then uh Holy cow. Yeah. Well, I mean it's kinda like a Bonder monk with tons of benefits, except for if you either get interrupted on Ether Infusion, I'm sorry, Ether Renewal, or if you uh get your enchantment stripped, you're kinda hosed, but that's not really much of an issue in that specific context. So No, it's not. Yeah, I had a great time in there and he was doing a pretty sweet job. Like he would all of a sudden almost be dead and if I did get interrupted, I'm like, Oh god, and he's like, it's okay, I got it. And he would, like, last there with, like, 10% health. I'm like, I don't know how he's doing that, but whatever. So che- Was it just the two of you? Uh, No, it was him, me, and my wife. Oh, cool. So, yeah, we got that done, and I finally got my uh, banana seat weapon. I remember I did Battle for Lion's Arch with um, Hunter, our friend Kelly, and a couple of other people. And it, it was all these classes that just run in the background. We had me as a prop monk. We had a an Imbagon. And a couple of other support classes. I don't even remember. A warrior, which apparently nobody ever plays anymore, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's what Knights was on was his warrior. I, I have a newfound respect for warriors again. Mm-hmm. But it was like a whole group of the underappreciated classes, and we just had a great time. Yep. Sounds good. I've still got to do Battle for Lion's Arch, so yeah. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get on the to-do list this week. I've been trying to do it for ages now and i just keep going oh can't be bothered too much like hard work need more people oh hopefully now there's loads of people around i'll be able to just grab a couple and go help me yeah yeah exactly so if you bring an elementalist make sure and tell him to heal and if he says what say get out of here <laughs> captain what be that over there or let be sequel scuttlebutt so for sequel scuttlebutt today let's hop right into it uh shepherd book our spiritual guidance counselor said nice show about the Hall of Monuments prize page, is that what you'll get? Why am I trying to read this? Tiger, go. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, he said, <laughs> you, you get all the all the following ones, but he said, nice show. About okay. the Hall of Monuments prize page, is it that you will get a level 13 item and a level 16 and a level 24, or will you get one item and your level will dictate the range of items you will have to choose from? Uh, my understanding is that what it does is it unlocks on your account the ability to gain the items that you see on the Hollow Monument reward calculator, and it's unclear how you actually obtain them. Is that? I think, see, 
Okay, I know you're going to be able to gen the item because they said that, and that's how your bonuses work right now. You type slash bonus and you get all your goodies. Oh? Um, well, that's how it works in Guild Wars. I hope it's that simple. Right I want my Orion chicken. Well, I, they haven't really <laughs> talked about the stats on the item yet and the levels of the item, but they there have there's been some talk about transmutation stones and what if you really like the the look of this bow, but you've got this other awesome bow with a sexy set of stats and you want to combine them. Do you need a transmutation stone for that? You do not. They said there's going to be a different way to customize stats on the Hall of Monument items. Oh, wow. That does not involve transmutation stones. Oh, slick chickens. So, okay, I don't even expect my Orion chicken to give me any plus, you know, stats, but if he does give me like plus 10 to awesome, I won't complain. <laughs> I think that just by virtue of the fact I that think he's there, undead and chickeny is going to be awesome. Yeah. I think you um, had to get to the Hall of Monuments itself before you could actually get any of those prizes, though. I think there's actually a, a, you know something quite early on where you get to go there. I thought that was what was happening. Like after you get to the capital city, you can go and find the Hall of Monuments and get your awards, but you don't oh. get them straight away just by le- by, by loading in. Hmm. Um, the other thing is like if if it is just gonna be all spawn, then what happens to the ranger pets? You've already got one of your pets, so you know what happens to it. Just go like give it away, and then you can spawn them all, or or what? So I think it's gonna be maybe the spawns will be all right for the weapons and the armor, but I think when it comes to the actual pets and stuff that you can get, it'll be a little bit different. Or it might spawn in the menagerie that you own after you type slash bonus. Has a menagerie been confirmed for Guild Wars too? I don't know. I would assume they're going to do something like it. They've they've mentioned there might be some kind of a stable mechanic or a menagerie. Mm, that'd be good if that was. But maybe it'll... Because I'm pretty sure you're going to be able to gen new ones. Like, if you got your bow and you accidentally you know, got rid of it for some reason or another, you'll be able to get another one. Whether it's typing slash bonus or actually going to the monument, the hall of monuments and picking up a new one. Because they're not going to be tradable or sellable. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if um, the weapons, when you generated them, were max. Because the way it works now is you generate any of the weapons, no matter where you are, even in pre-searing. If you've got the bonus weapons and you generate them, they come out with max stats. Um, and it's not overly... Okay, it is a bit of a cheat in pre-searing, but, you know, it's not so broken that they need to do anything about it. So, who knows? Or they could cause it to scale based on your level, so when you level up, so does it. Yeah. Yeah, that would, that nice. would also be a good solution. So, yeah, um, I also mentioned that we were going to give you guys a tip on how to beef up your Hall of Monuments. Um, it's not actually going to be an audio form on this show, but there are two well-written guides out there right now. Um, actually, there's a ton of guides out there. There was one on, like, 10-ton hammer and stuff, but the ones I'm going to endorse are the... There's a really, really thorough one by Ruby from Guildcast and Massively.com. On Massively.com, I'll have a link in the show notes. Um, and then... Uh, Hunter from the Hunter's Insight blog, he had one that's pretty brief. It's the one that I probably would have gone with if I needed to, you know, fill mine out. And you can find him on huntersinsight.wordpress.com. His focus is on getting to 30 points so that you get all of the items. And then if you want to get all the titles, you can go look elsewhere. But when I get back into the game, I'm actually planning on following his guide because when I put my name into the calculator, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've done all this stuff. How much, how close am I going to be? I had nine points. Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh, so I've got a long way to go. I think that's because a lot of people bust their butts on, like, titles only. 
So they go and they get all those titles and they're like, oh, I needed armor and weapons and mini pets. And so I, I don't blame ArenaNet for doing that. But but even still. Yeah, those titles are still worth a lot. I think it's actually more a case of people bust the titles and then they don't actually put them in the Hall of Monuments. They earn them for their characters, but they don't actually bother to put the monuments in. And unless you do that, it doesn't count. And I think that's a bit that most people miss. Yeah, I went on a submission frenzy for my Hall of Monuments when I first came back. There were so many things that I just hadn't actually updated the monuments to see. So I leaped from like 22 to 26 in no time, and then a few small little, as you would say, bits and bobs, and I was at 30. I don't want to hear about your stinking 30. Yeah. You be quiet. I bet you you'll get there so fast. (laughs) She's going to walk in, and she's going to have like a butt ton of mini pets and stuff. Oh, this is a cinch. No, I think the only stuff I've dedicated are... My statues that proved I beat the campaigns and all the mini pets I've gotten over the years. I think that's all I've got put up there. Well, the secondary side effect of the Hall of Monuments has been like that the economy has just exploded. Like since last Friday, everything is actually worth something again now, which is fantastic. And um, those of you who are looking for Vabian armor, hello. Uh, <laughs> and thank you for like, making me lots of money. <laughs> um, but on the side of that, it's, um, you know, it's, it's been really, really good just to see, you know, even white mini pets are actually worth something again. And Kill 10 Rats had a really, really good um, blog post on um, the whole mini pet dedication and how whites and purples are going to become really, really rare in the next few months just because everyone's dedicating them now. And the only way you can get hold of them is by basically time farming. Um, and unless you have like a bucket load of accounts, you've basically got to sit and wait for next year to come round before you can start, you know, earning them again. And mm. it was actually just a really, really well written um, post that I think people should, you know, go look at. Because actually, the golds and the greens, you can go get them pretty easily yourself. I mean, the green one, the, the mini mower, everyone can get that one. And a gold one where you can get that lots of different ways. And mini pigs, which are gold, are ridiculously cheap for, for a gold item just because everyone still has them. Speaking of that, I, I was listening to Guildcast the other day and uh, they were talking about people with multiple accounts and how they feel that they've been affected by it. Um, it doesn't sound to me like this has hit you pretty hard, but would it benefit you a lot if you were able to combine achievements from both accounts? I have multiple accounts, but I only actually have one playing account. Um, most of the rest of mine, I had one PvP account um, for when I was heavily into PvP, and I had the rest of them have all been uh, single campaigns uh, accounts I've picked up in bargain buckets as I've gone through various different game stores. They've been selling off an account at like yeah, five or each or something like that. Um, so I don't have multiple achievements, the multiple accounts. I only have the one account that has all the achievements on it. So for me, it hasn't actually made any effect whatsoever okay i'm wondering how they will handle that though or if they just won't because that's that's a pretty big undertaking there then you could have a bunch of people who just decide to go in cahoots and combine their accounts for a 50 point account and just say yeah you're not going to play next or guild wars 2 right okay give me your stuff well the way i look at it is that it was pretty indicated very early on when the hall of monuments came out that um i mean the initial indications was that you would only actually be rewarded for all the titles on one character on an account like if you had a full hall of monuments you'd have to have all those achievements on the one character in order for it to count you'd have to have your main that had all the friends you know all the heroes dedicated and all the weapons and everything else in your account could have you know zilch on it and that would be it 
it's only actually after everyone sort of went, well, that's not how we expected it to work, that they've made it that it is account wide. And we weren't even told that was coming until about, you know, a couple of weeks before it actually arrived. So if people have gone um, for that long making achievements on various different accounts, I, I kind of feel like that was their choice. You had signs that you really should be doing this on at least one account, if not the one character on one account. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there were a couple things before the show you wanted to talk about. Um, there was a ArenaNet was yes. getting ready for 100,000 followers on Facebook, and they said they would give us prizes. What did they say about that? I didn't read it too in depth. Um, I haven't. I'll be honest. I haven't looked at it that closely. But my understanding was that they are giving people who have liked um, Guild Wars 2 on Facebook the ability to win um, exclusive loot like T-shirts and stuff like that. Um, so if you haven't done it already, go onto Facebook and go ahead and like Guild Wars 2 on there and you can get some cool stuff, hopefully. Hope you don't have to whisper Judge Ra in-game again. <laughs> that would go bad for me. And then there was also the NCSoft Investor Report. Yes. Um, the NCSoft Investor Reports come out, um, there's usually two types. One is that they actually talk to the current investors that comes out every three months. There's like an audio format. And there's another investor report that comes out, which is try and get new people on board. And that's what's come out recently. And um, there was a graph on page six of this. Um, I'll ask Ryan to put the link in the show notes that kind of indicates that Guild Wars 2 and Blade and Soul are coming out in 2012. Um, and I say indicates because it literally is a direction of an arrow on a speech bubble that kind of makes it look that way. Um, but I think that that is completely unrealistic, just from the amount of information that we know that they have to release and the level of hype already. I think asking them to make us you know, string along for another 18 months is just insane. I certainly hope so. Yeah, it seems seems like a little bit of an extrapolation. Yeah, and it literally is like the direction of a, an arrow on a speech bubble that's, that's making people think this. And you just think, even though you've got full profession reveals, maybe some information about PvP and, and stuff like that, that just seems like not enough information to make people stick around for, for that long of a time. With a uh, profession reveal, it seems like we're almost overdue. Yeah. We are. Absolutely. The other thing to uh, think about is that NCSoft know that all us rabid Guild Wars 2 fans look at this stuff. And if you <laughs> listen to any of the investor calls and the number of times they dodge the when is Guild Wars 2 likely to be released question, if, if you want a, a, you know, a, a few minutes to listen to someone really, really uncomfortable, go and listen to those calls because they know it comes up every single time. And uh, the way they try to dodge it is just funny. Yeah, you'd think they would want to take that thorn out of their side. Um, ben wrote us an email, and I'm going to ask Tiger to read that, because I suck at reading emails. Okay, give me a second. I went and... Okay. I just wanted to add that in Guild Wars 2, Anet has stated they will be removing the click-to-move feature. In my opinion, this was done to combat the UCM, unattended combat macro bot programs, as these programs heavily rely on click-to-move. Regardless, though... Regardless, though, was it alluded to the fight against UCM bots in any game is just a game of cat and mouse between programmers and ANET? Was that a question? Uh, yeah, I think he, he omitted a word, but yeah, he, it's true. It more or less still is a game of cat and mouse, but if you can, um, if you can remove an obstacle out of the, if you can remove an obstacle out of the chase that only a mouse could fit through, then that helps a lot. 
because the mm-hmm. cat can catch up a little bit better. So I can definitely see why they would do this. Plus, the only reason I ever use click to move is so I can spam click the ground really fast so my dude looks like he's an epileptic fish. It's good times. Other than that, it's no use to me. <laughs> Plus, I can just use WASD and smash the keys really fast. Me and my friend Trevor used to do this a lot, where we just smash the keys so we look like all crazy, jumping back and forth between each other. People would come by and be like, are you guys botting? Why would I ca- Why would I make my bot do this? Whatever. I use it to find my teammates. I'll click on their name and then hit spacebar and I run right to them. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's that. You used to be able to do that. I wonder if you will, though, because in other MMOs you can't. You can still use click to select, but you just can't use click to click on the ground and then move there. I wonder, though, in other MMOs, you can't click on a person and then hit spacebar to go to them. You'd click on them, hit spacebar, and you would just jump. So I'm wondering if you'll still actually be able to do that or not. Now, maybe there'll be like a slash follow so that you could go catch them or something. That would be really nice. I do wish there was a slash Mm. follow because you can kind of gimp follow in Guild Wars right now. But if you catch them... yeah, like if the three of us were running a mission right now and Tasha was running ahead of, I wanted to follow Tasha, I'd have to wait until she ran a little bit ahead and then I'd click to follow her and hope she didn't stop. Because as soon as she we stop, which I'm is not much fun to do. <laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you've played other MMOs with me, you know not to slash follow me. You will end up off of a cliff. I killed <laughs> many people that way. They're like, you're a priest, you can res me, right? And I'm like, yeah, I suppose I could, but I already ran away. Um, yes, they may have removed the click to move about the unintended combat macro, but I think actually the removal of the uh, button to pick up loot um, has been more to do with that than than it has been to the remove the click to move. I was, was at Gamescom, I did a quick scan through the shortcuts, and the uh, button that you have in Guild Wars currently to, that you can assign to pick up loot has completely disappeared, that shortcut's gone. Um, so you actually have to go and like walk over to the body and pick it up rather than just, you know, hitting for, for me, it's, it's, um, comma, I hit that and I, my character goes over and picks up the, the stuff, but botters use that to go to like, um, the signposts and stuff in town so they can like go to the signpost and then they can walk out the door and do all that without having to rely on, you know, actually moving themselves. Yeah. If there's wow. multiple spawn points in the town, they just they do the the target and then space, target, space, target, space to get to the point where they need to go to. Okay, and last for sequel or yeah, sequel but is I don't even know what segment we're doing. There was an interview with Colin Johansson on MMORPG.com, and one of the key points that he made on there that I think kind of should put some fears to rest for a lot of people is he said. I think this day and age, MMO gamers have been made sort of jaded by MMO developers where they hear all these great things that people want to do, and for whatever reason, oftentimes they don't have time to do all of it. We think MMO fans have become kind of jaded and skeptical as a whole, and we want to try and help fix that. And one of the easiest things to do to help fix that is don't talk about something until it actually works. Wait until you actually know it's there. So that is a very different philosophy from a lot of other MMO developers who are like, we've got rainbows! When really it's just a cardboard sign. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, something cut off of a Lucky Charms box. <laughs> anyway, uh, there was there was an entire interview there. that It was mostly just about like uh, how they feel about the way that fans have received the hype for Guild Wars 2 and how they feel about, um, you know... What people are most excited about, one of the things was dynamic events. They think people are most excited about that. I can kind of agree. The fact that it's a world that responds to the people in it and not a world that people respond to. Well, I just remember 
how much fun I had in Warhammer Online when it was still, when there were still a lot of people in there. Every it was like pulling teeth to get a group quest going, but when you're when you're actually on the group quest, it was so much fun. Yeah. And I just thought, man, if there were more of this, and if I could do it by myself if I needed to, this would be great. I actually think that rather than looking forward to the dynamic event system, I'm actually looking forward to the lack of need for a group. Like, actually, that, that bit right there is actually the bit that I'm looking forward to more than dynamic event system. Mm-hmm. If I could just go, I'm doing this, and I can... In, I wouldn't mind a traditional um, quest system if in any other MMO, as long as I don't actually have to, like, join in the group with someone to get the reward, that actually, that's actually the bit that I think that is really the icing on the cake for me, is that, that little bit there, so... Yeah, I like to run around and I like to play with other people, but I like it to happen organically. And that was one of the problems I had with the original Guild Wars is if you're in an area where there aren't a lot of people, it's very difficult to find other people to play with. And you can't start a mission and then pick up people as you go along. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was great just after launch when there were people everywhere and I was a healing monk and everybody wanted me, but... After that, if I was playing a different character or in an area with low population, that kind of just organic coming together of people just didn't happen. The sky will be blue. I heard it's going to be produced by ArenaNet. I heard you can use a keyboard with this game. I heard this game will work on Windows 7. I heard you'll need a monitor to play this I game. I heard the Norman are really tall. That's just speculation. Okay, and jumping into the speculation side of things, uh, we got an email from Matteo Vittoria. <laughs> I love saying that name, Mateo. Okay, uh, read it, Tiger. Or Tasha. Hey, we don't we don't have Tasha read much. Okay. Oh, no, no. You, you know, there's a good reason why I don't read. Okay. There's a good reason, and that's because I'm crap at it. <laughs> so, yes, Tiger, you go. <laughs> okay. When I first saw the Hall of Monuments calculator and typed in my character's name, I was even more surprised and excited about Guild Wars 2. But then I also found myself wanting to go and jump on Guild Wars Classic and start playing. So good job to ArenaNet for making me avoid studying. However, when browsing over the rewards that I will someday have in my inventory, I did notice, like most people will, that the rewards stop after level 30. So my question, do you think that rewards past level 30 will exist besides titles, and that these rewards will become will come later down the track? And if so, what would rewards would you like to see? Okay, Also, let's talk okay. about that one real quick, because Loudon also kind of piped in about this subject. And something Loudon mentioned was it, he thinks it could be possible, and Loudon will probably be on the next episode to kind of contribute to this discussion, but he said it could be possible that we'll get another profession reveal, and once we are aware that that profession is in the game and it's official, there will be an object or a reward that is specific to that profession, and so more will be released beyond 30. So say, you know, uh, reward number for having 31 in the calculator is for a mesmer once they release the mesmer then all of a sudden we might see more um now that i've heard a lot of counter arguments basically people saying nah arena doesn't like to surprise people like that so i don't know i I could go both ways i could understand it just as long as there are no more ranger specific rewards for the love of pete go ahead loudon isn't allowed to hate the rangers anymore Ever since he's been spotted playing one, his arguments against him are now null and void. <laughs> Although, I should apologize for the fact that I was the one who actually piped in about the uh, No More Ranger ones. He actually didn't say anything about that. Yes. But that's my beef. 
And considering Loudon and I have actually agreed on some things on the forum, like two or three times in recent memory, I think something weird's going on. Hell might be freezing over. Perhaps you've developed a common enemy. Maybe. Yeah, that was dumb. Go ahead. Well, I I don't think they'll have rewards over level over 30 points just because of what they said when the hall came out, that 30 is pretty easy to get to, and they want everybody to have access to the things, whereas if you want to get the really, really elite stuff, you'll go for titles. I do think they might add extra stuff, though, with the addition of more classes, more professions, but I think they'll be added to the lower tiers. If you notice, some tiers have two items, and some only have one. That's true. I can see that. That's a good observation. If you look at it like that, there's empty slots. There's the possibility for empty slots to be filled later. Well, I have yet to see them top the Orion Chicken. <laughs> that thing is really awesome. Oh, if they give us like a Gacky mini pet, that will that will do it. I'm quite fond of the orange tabby, though. Meh, cats. I'll be running around with one of those on my tiger-striped char. <laughs> you know, I actually don't like cats very much. <gasps> you heathen. No, I like... Cats are awesome. I love dogs. We might have to go rounds. Yeah, the, I want a dog race. I love dogs. Actually, I always thought the male char looked more dog-like than cat-like. You know, yeah, I could kind of see that. Although neither species has four ears. <laughs> There's still people out there that don't believe they're four ears. Go look it up. Really? Yeah. <sighs> they're like, I thought they were just horns. I'm like, yeah, there are horns. And then four ears. There, There's four horns and four ears. I should do a post on that. Yeah, put that to bed, man. I think you need to. I'll get to work on that. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about Guild Wars Classic. Uh, hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. The second half of that email. Oh, dude. Sorry. <laughs> Also, in the new rewards calculator, we saw the Sea Thunder pistol, speculating that some weapons will now have an aquatic theme. Do you think that only weapons will be? Do you think that only some weapons will be able to be used underwater, much the same way pets are limited? Feel free to speculate. I've had a lot of questions about this sort of thing, like elementalists, fire elementalists. Are, are they going to act differently underwater? Like, is there going to be like magma coming from? The- I think they might actually. Because I know some weapons and armors do different things at night than they do on at day. Yeah. It's not now. It's not like one weapon works really well at night and not so well during the day. It's like during the night they'll do lightning damage, and during the day they'll do wind damage or something like. It's it's still the same numbers, but it's a different a different flavor. Right. So I could really see them doing something like that for underwater too. I think the the themes make sense. We all we already get um, themed weapons. You know, you get the Crichton weapons, and you get you know your stuff that only drops in the Crystal Desert or places that you know deluxe and armors and you know, you know things like that. I think it makes sense for there to be aquatic themed weapons. I think it would also be cool if you could only use some weapons underwater or, you know, things work differently underwater just to give it a bit more variety because otherwise I think it could get a bit, you know, huh? What do you mean this still works underwater? Why is my gun still firing? See, I could agree with things working differently, but I don't think some weapons should just not work because I can see myself then running around with three or four weapon sets just clogging up my inventory, and I don't want to have to do that. Granted, I do that now in Guild Wars anyway, but <laughs> if it wasn't for equipment packs, no, I, I, I would think... be in trouble. Considering underwater combat is going to be like half of this game, 
I am now intrigued at how ArenaNet's going to handle this, because I don't know. I can see with the skills, like a Fire Elementalist, maybe when they cast Meteor Shower, the graphic works differently, so it looks like it's actually, you know, underwater and cool, which is fine by me. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to stuff you put in your equipment and all that, I'm interested. Or if you get a Lightning Elementalist, all the fish are going to die, or what? When I was playing the, the demo, I tried to, like, fire stuff from underneath, the, fire my bow from underneath the water, and it just said, you know, underwater combat is not enabled for this demo. So... I'm really, really intrigued to see how this is going to work because, yeah, big hole in information right there. Yeah, it's half the game. That really really points to them doing something special because I know in WoW, if you go underwater, I mean, they've got the swimming animation, but as soon as you start attacking, it looks like you're standing on nothing. It's all the same animations as they use on land. So Mm -hmm. they're actually building a system for the underwater it's going to be really interesting. Until Cataclysm for a while, underwater was more or less just kind of a side note. Like, sometimes you get to do stuff underwater, but we don't really care that much about it. Where, I, I know that Cataclysm coming out is going to change WoW a lot too, but I, I don't really care. And Guild Wars 2 is going to be similar, where underwater is not just a side effect. It's, you know, an expansive, real part of everything. So, it's not... If people are going, oh, is it going to suck? It can't. They can't, they can't really afford that. It's going to have to be pretty beefy. How they handle it. Yeah. It has to not be like flying in Ion, where you could only do it in some areas. Yeah. And then it was a selling point of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was disappointing. As a new player to Guild Wars... Oh, Togo, I just want to get through this already! Shut up! Okay, for Togo Soapbox, the question is, what does all this vanquishing mean? I'll let Tasha take this one. She's the title hound. Okay. Um, I am the title hound. Um, if you, a vanquishing is going into an area, an explorable area in hard mode and killing every creature in that area um, in one sitting. Um, some uh, enemies in that area don't count. So if there are enemies which are pop-ups, that is, you get near them, they pop out of the ground. If they are not popped up, they don't necessarily count towards the number that you need to kill in that area. Um, when you go into an area, it will come up with a little icon in your, the corner of your screen that shows you a progress bar towards how many you have killed in, in the area and how many you've got to kill. Um, so you can see roughly how far through you are. There's also information on both wikis as, as to exactly how many creatures you need to kill in each area. And various different quests do affect the spawns in each area in the various campaigns. So do check before you go in that you have got some quests disabled or some quests enabled to make sure you have to kill the least number of creatures. I would like a Guild Wars pop-up blocker. (laughs) (laughs) I've noticed too, some people will put up YouTube videos about how to vanquish a certain area if you're having trouble with it. So Yeah. Yes. Um, other thing is that if you're doing vanquishing in a Luxon or Kurzik area, don't forget to talk to the shrines because they will give you points towards your Luxon and Kurzik titles. Um, same in Alona as well. You get a Sunspear and Lightbringer points for vanquishing selected areas. Um, you I also get a big too, right? hefty amount of XP and and cash when you finish too. So it's quite I nice. have the North too, right? You can work on your mm-hmm. yes, yes, titles I while doing North, that. Yeah. Yeah, and actually a really good one um, is to get, if you're going after Norn, there is um, a particular quest, I forget it now which one you need, but it's the last one from the Tarnished Haven 
um, quest chain. You get that and a load of bosses spawn. If you go and do Vanquish and you get 175 kills before you go kill those bosses, you get a buttload of um, gnawing experience. So, yes, go do it. It's good. Fantastic. That's good to know, too, if you're working on titles for your Hall of Monuments. Um... Can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? Excellent. Let the people have their pro tip sauce. Yeah, this this ties right into the pro tips. The pro tips question, or pro tips tip, I should say, is while you are vanquishing, there are other titles you can go for, such as Cartographer. So you can download text mod and the Cartography Made Easy. Um, that's that that what that does is it colors your map so that as you're moving through an area, it it. It gets rid of this color that it's got on the map to show that you've been there. So while you're vanquishing, you can also make sure that you're uncovering all this land and showing that you've actually cartographized that area. Plus, you can also look up on the wiki and see if there are skills to capture in that area for your profession or your secondary. And you can bring a skill cap and also grab that while you're at it just to go towards your skill hunter. There's, there's a lot of things. Think of ways to mix and match your, your title endeavors. Multitasking. It's for the future. <laughs> it really is. But if you are going to look at maxing out, um, you know, do God walking, I would start with the Vanquisher titles because you end up taking out a chunk of so many of the rest of them whilst you're doing it. You may as well go and do it pretty, pretty quickly. And I tried, try doing it. If you're going to bring heroes, look up some of the like meta hero groups like Sabway and stuff. As that is a huge help. And also get some friends because mm. it's a lot more fun to vanquish when you have people to talk to on vent and stuff. Yeah. Generally, just having a vanquishing buddy will get you through it so much faster in general. And the the quest I can remember the name of is the Path of Revelations in um, Varajar Fells, that one. Oh, another pro tip was from Delta Frog. That's a pretty awesome name, Mr. Frog. He's like the fourth frog. Is that what Delta is? Four? Fourth in line? Something? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, yeah. Four. He said a few episodes back, you had a guy asking about hotkeys in the pro tip section. Actually, I kind of make those up most of the time, so I guess I was hypothetically asking myself. It's talking to myself as a common thing. Anyway, I think, and I just have to add something to that. If you place your hotkeys like such, buttons 1 through 5 are normal, 6, oh, the 6th skill would be bound to spacebar, 7 to Q, and 8 to E. You can press all buttons on the fly. Use 5 for skills you don't need very often. Now, the real pro tip about this setup is the spacebar. It may seem strange at first, but when using skills like infuse health, interrupts, or other skills where reaction time matters, the spacebar is one button you'll have your finger, thumb, on all the time. For the normal attack, I use Z. I hope this knowledge will help. Looking forward to listening to the next episode. It's It would take a little getting used to to have Z replace what spacebar does for you now, but I could see myself rolling with this. I could accept the fact that I use... Um... I'm used to using my Q and E to strafe, and sometimes I turn with A and D. I, I should actually just... I could probably rebind A and D as opposed to Q and E, because I don't... I turn with my mouse, but I strafe with those two up there. Hmm. Yeah, Q and E are skills for me already, so that would be no new thing. I've, I've, I'm a big fan of the Infuse Health skill, and I actually use the 1 to 4 Q, E, R, and F system um, for the most part. I've just got used to Infuse Health being on 4. I don't know why. And the same with D-Shot. I've got used to that being on 1 all the time. And I just automatically go for it now. I think it's a question of just finding a system that you like and just running with it. I used to run this really, really strange system 
um, which actually had the right hand side of the keyboard completely rebound. So I moved all the, you know, hero and um, the mini map and all those rest of those keys off, off to my numpad. And I had U to P and J to um, semi uh, to colon as party members. And then um, the skills skills all the way around those. So that when I was monkeying, I could easily pick a party member and then pick the skill I wanted to use on them without having to click on the screen at all. And I rolled with that for quite a long while, and I got really good with that. So it really is a question of just finding out what works for you. Yeah, that would be a lot to change to. Next thing you know, <laughs> you're going to be asking us to use the metric system or something. <laughs> now, I, I'm not recommending other people to use it. I just found that when I was... I found that it was quicker for me to select party members if I kept my left hand on the right hand side of the keyboard and just used it there. And then when I wasn't monkeying or I didn't need to select party members, I could move back over the other side of the keyboard and use it that way. It's really weird, I know, but I, I just kind of got used to it. No, I like it. I, if I if it was a bigger deal to me to get like really good at Guild Wars, that's what I would do. Because that's how I was in other games where I, I tried to make everything as keyboard uh, centric as possible. Because mouse, mouses yeah. are nice, but mm-hmm. they're more, they should be treated as a luxury, not a component. I agree. And I hate, well, I don't hate, but I have one, one of these Cytec Cyborg mouses, mice, mices, whatever you call them. And it has um, loads and loads of buttons on it. Oh, oh, I have to comment on that. That's, that's one of the things I looked up really recently because it was driving me crazy. How do you say mouse is plural? Mouse is an action, it actually came from an acronym, which is like manual opera something. It, it, it's, you look it up, it's an acronym. So as an acronym, it does not become mice, it becomes mouses. So, okay, go ahead. Oh, awesome. Okay, I've learned something new today. Yes. This is cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but one of the things it has on it is it has actually got a D-pad um, underneath um, where the usual fourth mu- mouse button is. There's actually like a D-pad there. Um, and I have that set up so it presses F1 to 4. And those are my skill and my weapon switches. So I get really, really lazy. And instead of pressing F1 to 4, I end up just pressing the D-pad on my mouse. And it's really, really bad. If I'm away from home and I'm on my laptop and I haven't got my mouse with me, I really fail at weapon switching. So, (laughs) yeah, bad idea. (laughs) Never mind. I'm slowly, slowly moving to a mouse with more and more buttons because I like to map things onto my mouse. And I like one of those things to be Ventrilo, so I need a button that I can keep pressed mm-hmm. and move my mouse and put, push the right key so that I can turn and move and use for my thumb to press buttons. So it's like my right hand is just doing all these different things while my left hand controls my first four skills. I just had a great idea, innovation. Okay, make a headset with a button, but your tongue can stick out and touch. <laughs> so you press it. Hey, guys. Oh, oh, crap. I just brought my tongue back in. You can't hear me. Mm, hey, guys. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't mind to go on one of those um, gloves at some point. Have you guys seen those? Oh, yeah. the, the gloves that you touch various different points and it, it registers the key presses? Mm-hmm. They look quite interesting. Like that old Nintendo Power Glove? You remember that thing? I'm not familiar with that one. I think I remember that. Oh, it was in a movie. War Games, I think it was in. No, no, that wrong one. I don't remember. It had, Old 80s movie. Had all kinds of contours and streaks across it so you could, like, touch your fingers to your palm and stuff. And No, that's a newer thing. I've just had a look at it now. It is a little bit like that, but no, the one I'm talking about is a lot newer than that. Probably a lot more sophisticated, too. Okay. Um, oh, I'm now trying to remember the, the name of the controller we used to have in our lab. I played Half-Life with it. It was great. Um, the gravity gun. 
No, it was kind of almost like that. It was actually a haptic controller, so it gave you force feedback as you were going around. Oh. So if you banged against the wall, you wouldn't actually be able to move um, to the, you know, bang the wall on the left. You couldn't actually move to the left. Um, if you got shot, it would vibrate and stuff like that. Is it just me, or does it feel like the head crabs are actually biting me? <laughs> okay, um, we got no calls or iTunes comments this week, so that's messed up. That hurts people. I'm trying not to cry. Um, yeah, look forward to upcoming episodes, though. We're trying to get a few different guests. So we're going to get Loudon back next week, probably, and um, maybe JR sometime soon. If he doesn't get interrupted by people who just randomly waltz into his house as he made it sound. Um, Smithy's probably going to come back soon. And also, I'm trying to line up a little uh, cross-promotion between us and Guildcast. Have Sean on the show sometime. Uh, let us know your interest in that. Uh, if you might write in to Sean and tell him Ryan's a noob cake, uh, don't join his show. Um, you, you said Sean on the, uh, on the outline and I thought you meant Knox. Oh, no, I don't, I don't know if Knox is really that interested in it, but Knox has a good blog. I guess since people are like, who the heck's that? His, um, his website is conjurephantasm.wordpress.com, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. It's the Conjure Phantasm blog. Um, if he is interested, send us an email. Um, my understanding is he's not really big on podcasts, which is heresy. Um, I got to give my little exit spiel right here. So you can contact us at Relics of Or, Relics of ORR at gmail.com. You can visit our website at Relics of Join our forums on that website. There are links on that page to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Steam account, and our merchandise line where you can get some fancy shirts with our little Facefire logo. Thank you to Guild Wars Guru for lending us Tasha every week. Uh, actually, I should start saying we're lending we're lending Guild Wars Guru Tasha from now on. Um, thanks to ArenaNet, <laughs> Doghouse Systems, and of course to you, the listeners. Uh, the mashup coming up soon is from Sea Squirrel Run. He's um, I can't give this guy enough praise for what these things are worth. I was actually able to put together a little promo for another podcast out there in the gaming the gaming podosphere. I hate words like that. Those portmanteaus that suck. It's the reason why I'll never make a podcast that ends with the word cast in it. There's not, I'm crap. I just took a shot at guild cast and, but <laughs> I'm just not big on portmanteaus. I hate them. So, um, yeah, sorry. Sean. You're still coming on the show, right? <laughs> um, what was I even talking about? Now I feel all bad. You were thanking various people and got distracted by, you know, being an idiot, slagging people off instead. <laughs> yeah, but Sea Squirrel Run, he's he's been doing all these uh, these mashups for us. He wrote me an email earlier this week, and he's like, "Does this matter? I haven't really heard any feedback, so I'm trying to think of a way to say like, you know." We love them. Yeah. Keep yes. going. So write in and tell us what you think of the mashups because mashups are so pro. The Wheel of Moralities for me, and I don't e- I didn't even think of one. Shite. Hold on. <laughs> I was just like, whilst you're thinking about it, I'll do my little bit, shall I? You can start thinking of one. Okay, go for it. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, so, uh, off the back of, you know, Pink, Pink Day and Ellie's uh, fantastic event yesterday, I'm, I'm going to try and do my own, but it's a really, really much smaller scale. Um, Spin Fancy Radio is doing a big thing for Halloween this year, and I have been tasked with doing a an event inside Guild Wars. And um, I am doing Halloween Happy Hour. That's from 6 p.m. UTC to 8 p.m. UTC. Um, we're still trying to find a home for it in-game, um, seeing as Blade Radio's uh, st- stolen ID 1 to 3 that weekend for their events, probably an ID 4 or something. Um, so thank you to Zizaraxi and Mad Falcon for helping... Uh, volunteering to help uh, me run it. All we're going to do is we're going to do like 
like a combination of theme tunes and your requests on air. We've also got a ton of prizes to give away, including two full Ruby and Sapphire gem sets, um, an arm brace, mini undead Mad King Thorn, and also um, a heavy equipment pack to give away within those two hours. So uh, if you're interested, head over, over to Relicsable website. I'll put up a promo of exactly what's going on and when on there. If you want to... Um, so there'll also be details on there, how you can get in touch and donate if you want to, um, and also how else you can get involved. So hopefully we'll see you guys there on Halloween sometime. Awesome. Awesome. I will I will try my best to be there. It might be down to the wire by that time, but Yeah, it's it's also the the day the um the UK changes time zone, but the US doesn't. So six PM UTC is actually two PM Eastern. It's actually together closer than normal for that one weekend. Yeah, well good luck to JR getting that one straight. How? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Wheel of Morality, someone give it to me. Wheel of Morality, turn, turn, turn. Tell us the lesson that we should learn, Ryan. The biggest difference between the United States and the UK can be summed up in this nice little parable. One man's trash is another man's rubbish. <laughs> I just came up with that. I, I don't know. That was good. I suppose it that was. was. <laughs> Alright, wow, that episode was fun. Sign outs? Oh, hi, I'm Ryan. I mean, bye, I'm Ryan. <laughs> this has been Tiger. And I'm Tasha. What's this here computer rating device? Let's get the intro going like we should. Yes, this is the uh, Relics of War podcast. This is Captain Martin Long. <laughs> <laughs> why, why isn't that on the banner? That's stupid. Why doesn't it just say, yes, jump, no subscription? Maybe it has something to do with their underwear. We're chased, damn it. So, just to confirm, there's toxic baby diapers in Guild Wars 2. Yes. And cool. Okay. So everybody's smiling, whether you're in cosplay Sailor Moon underwear or not. <laughs> Maybe you should not be a noob. Yeah, I'm gathering that. But ArenaNet went and screwed up, and they hired awesome artists and really good writers, so people that play the game are like, wow, I'm into this story. And it's already over. I'll be like, I don't need that because I am Norn. I do know that Guild Wars works with wine. Wow, Tiger's a juice freak. She sits there getting half cut while she's playing games. No, so do I, especially in the bedroom. So the next question is... Um... <laughs> hey, Nubcakes, check this out. Boom, I'm a shadow. Tom Cools. What kind of a last name is that? A cool it's last name. It's a cool one. That's pro. Yeah, you just wait until in Guild Wars 2 there's going to be like this lowly little character that lives under a bridge called the Singleton. Who has the privilege of being relics of all? Some nub. That is Ryan. And we can ridicule you for that, which gives us good content for the show. Like if you go to look at WoW podcast, there's all kinds of people out there who are like, Saturday. <laughs> and then there was silence. Well, that was accurate. Yeah, I think Ryan's actually playing his microphone. Oh, this is great. We can hear you. You're just really quiet. You're in a box with Captain Martin Long. You guys are silky boys. Silk comes from the butts of Chinese worms. I could probably do my Darth Vader routine.
Portal was never released in the UK. It was banned oh, really? for being... Yeah, it's just because the packaging was too orange. The orange box? Oh, wow. No, Steam isn't allowed either. Anything with the letters EA. It's not even EA Sports over here. It's just sports. <laughs> so we BS as long as possible to keep them happy. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, that's it. I'm out of this podcast. Goodbye, people. <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> see you on the Channel 5 News, Chaz. I will get my torch and pitchfork and run after you. Eep. You know, my wife said exactly the same thing. She said, what name do you want? And I said, obviously, Nacho Margonito El Segundo. I don't know. Just because he's not related to Martin Short, I don't know. That's raising my eyebrow right there. Press the paddock button. Press the paddock button.